Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm Danny V, podcast host and children's author. I also do some work in publishing in acquisitions and publicity. As we hurdle towards one million plays, we'll continue to provide you with the conversational, vulnerable, honest and fun chats with your favourite authors across all genres. Check out our takeover episodes, usually released on a Friday, and our spin-offs released during the month. Thank you for being here, being part of the journey, and supporting Aussie creatives. Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today, I welcome debut author, Sela Atiola. She is a mother, early childhood educator, and her work has been featured in SBS Voices and Storycaster Culinary Magazine. She's also a member of Sweatshop in Western Sydney, who do wonderful things, and we're going to talk about her beautiful new picture book, I Am Lupe. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Danny. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. This is an absolutely beautiful book. Great message, but also you know, I'm one of those people who like to feel pages and <laughs> it just it's one of those yeah, books me that too. feels really beautiful yeah. and looks really gorgeous. So I really enjoyed <laughs> reading you. it. Thank so you. first of all, hit me with an elevator pitch as to what I Am Lupe is about. Yeah. Ooh. So I would, it's a soulful and um, nourishing story about self-love and it encourages readers to discover and explore all the different and unique things that make them an individual and it's about a little girl from the south pacific um, and she moves to australia with her family um, and she begins to explore all the um, the qualities that make her unique when she gets lots of different questions from the other kids at school. So, and it's a great bedtime story too. So that's I Am Lupe. And it does have a really nice tone and vibe to it, I think. And does mm-hmm. much of it come from your own experience? Oh yeah, definitely. I I grew up in the country, really. So I was really disconnected, I think, from my culture for a large part of my childhood. And I got a lot of those questions. I mean, I can appreciate that now it might be a little different in schools, especially living in Western Sydney and my daughters are growing up here and it's such a diverse community. But um, but yeah, it was definitely something I experienced when I was growing up much younger. Mm, I, I was the same when I was reading that. Yeah. I, I, I experienced the same thing. You know, I went to a school where nobody looked like me and yeah. um, I didn't know that until people started pointing that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. I had no clue until people were asking me, like, where do you come from? And, you know, and then I started thinking, whoa, okay, I am a little bit different from everybody mm. else, um, which isn't a bad thing. No. And I think that's what I want. I want this book to really... Um, I want children to understand is looking different and acting a little bit different is such a cool thing and it makes you you know how boring would the world be if we were all the same yeah absolutely and I think you know I was five in kindergarten when I started getting those questions and it is it's quite confronting for a five-year-old because I you know was born in Australia and grew up Australian (laughs) oh yeah what do you mean where am I from (laughs) from the same suburb as you yeah (laughs) And I mean, even we, before you recorded, we were talking about last names mm. and pronouncing names. And I think um, you get a lot of those questions too around surnames, like, oh, your name is like a little bit different. Like, where does that come from? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting. And these books are really important. You know, I don't know if there were many around back in the 80s when I needed it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a different time now, thankfully. It is, it is. <laughs> now, what are you most proud of in writing this book? 
I mean, this is the first children's picture book that's been published by a Tongan author in Australia. And I'm so proud of that because, I mean, even now, there there aren't many books published by um, Pacific or Pacifica, Pacific Island authors here or have Pacific Island characters in them. So I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud that, um, you know, I I hope that... um, other islanders pick up the book and think hey like i can write my stories too and share my stories too so i'm really proud of of that wow i didn't know that that's amazing so congratulations yeah, thank you. it's yeah, really it's, important yeah it is yeah absolutely now um i want to know you're part of this sweatshop in western sydney who do some great job who do a great job you know promoting writers so what's been your experience being a member of sweatshop and how has that helped with your publishing journey yeah it's I mean being sweatshop has completely changed my life I don't think well there's no way I would be here with a published book if it weren't for sweatshop they've taught me so many things about writing and looking at writing as as a craft and really given me so many opportunities they were the first organization really to give me a shot um and, you know, I haven't, I didn't study creative writing. I didn't study English literature. I am quite new, really. And my first um, my first piece of writing that was published was on SBS Voices. And that was because of Sweatshop. I think if it weren't for Sweatshop, I, I would still just be, you know, writing my own little stories and sharing them with my family. <laughs> well, it's an amazing story. And so after working with um, Sweatshop, then what happened with this book? Like, how did this book come to be? So this book, before I joined Sweatshop, I had I self-published this book mm-hmm. um, and the response from the Tongan community was quite positive. I then um, reached out to Sweatshop in the hopes of just sitting in their workshops and learning a little bit more about writing and how I could improve my own writing. And it was through Sweatshop, um, the manager, Winnie Dunn, um, was actually like, hey, like, you know, why don't you kind of pitch this to Hachette um, and she was um, you know she did so much work behind the scenes in getting me in contact with with the publisher and um, getting my manuscript to them um, and yeah that's how that all came about. It's amazing it's an amazing journey I love that and because you're so new I mean I, I wasn't I've only been a published author for a year as well like exactly a year this month so it's still very new to me as well. Oh congratulations! <laughs> so it feels feels like I don't know 200 years because of all the work it you does. do but I'm like oh my god it's only a year. <laughs> so being a new author and then going into that you know particularly with Hachette who are just an amazing publisher how did you go with the editing process because I feel like as debut authors you're really open to it because like well I don't know anything was that your experience yeah that was my experience because even I mean when I had self-published the manuscript I reached out to a family friend who's like a retired English teacher and I was like hey can you help me edit this um so yeah it was completely um completely new I was so open to it and their editor was brilliant you know they there were some things that they um obviously tweaked so in the book um you know, they said, hey, why don't you add a, a little bit of language? There's a, Lupe's favourite meal is mentioned in the book, mm. which wasn't um, mentioned in the self-published version, which I think is pretty cool. I never would have thought of um, adding that in the story. Um, and, yeah, we moved, um, you know, sentences around 
um yeah the editing process was so cool mm, just fun it is it's fun you know and they and it's cool for someone to come out with a new set of eyes and say you know hey mm. why don't we put this here what do you think about this and so yeah i loved it and that's exactly i was actually i had this page sort of open about the meals so i was going to ask you about the meal because i think meals are so important in terms of family culture nostalgia like food does all those things for me so describe, yeah just tell me the dish and describe it yeah so the dish it's like raw fish and it's immersed in coconut milk and veggies and it's um i chose that dish because i've i'd written about it before in culinary culinary magazine and it was published again in the guardian but it's a dish that it, you'll find anywhere in the south pacific but each island has their own version of the dish so i thought that would be you know one that everyone could look at from the south pacific and think oh yeah i love that dish too so. <laughs> i love that and something a bit different for um people who haven't experienced that dish it is. So i like that it it makes is. makes you ask questions so and i think that's good being curious about other people's cultures yeah and what was your greatest challenge when writing this book as a debut author you know trying to make it authentic it being real to your life being a new writer like what were the challenges yeah. <laughs> oh there were so many um, when I first started writing it, I thought, you know, especially being an early childhood educator, I had collected so many children's books mm. over the course of my career. So I was thinking about, you know, how do I make this story different? You know, what makes this story different? Um, and also, I had gone into it really naively thinking, you know, it's a children's book. How hard could it be? <laughs> so hard. It was, yeah, it's difficult. Like, yeah. how do you... You've only got um, a certain amount of pages, a certain amount of words. You need to keep a really young audience engaged in the story. Um, and yeah, so I think it was, yeah, a number of things. Mm. Just, yeah, writing a children's book isn't easy. No, in particular picture book, because you are bound by the amount of words you can write. And within that, like right. you say, you need character, you need to be engaged. Yeah. You need, um, you know, a story to happen. You know, some sort of yep. conflict or ending. Like, how do you do that in under five hundred words? Like, it's yeah, it's pretty incredible what you can do. But yeah, it's it's a lot harder than I think people. Oh yeah, think. when you, you know, you get your ID and then you think, great, I've got my I've got my ID, and then you start writing and you think, oh my god, this is like, <laughs> yeah, how do I how do I cut this? How do I make this short? How do I wrangle oh, it? Yeah, for sure. And what about endings for you? They seem to be the really hard thing for me. Yeah, me too. I was stuck on the ending. The ending took a while. I think that's what um, took me the longest was Ooh. finding how I could really pull the story together at the end. Yeah, yeah. No, I find endings yeah. are my difficult, most difficult thing as well. So in terms of what's funny I think about being a writer is that you do that it's you know it's kind of solitary you do have a couple of people around you then all of a sudden you have to go really hard into publicity and no one knows what exactly works what yeah. doesn't we have some idea but you know you oh yeah really know so what's felt good for you in terms of publicity what have you felt has worked or what what's felt good um publicity oh that one's hard because even when you're you know, when you're trying to promote your work too, like, so I do all, obviously all of it on social media, but it feels awkward, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think for me the best thing that's worked for me is also I've I've got some good connections with um, a lot of 
um, Pacifica organisations um, that do a lot of work in the community with families and children. And so that's been a great way for me to get this book out there into the world. Um, but also um, Hachette and Sweatshop have really been supportive and, and have really helped with that as well. Mm. Um it's a tricky one though, isn't it? You never it know. Is. You never know what to do or how much to do, and yeah, social media know. even making an impact. And how much should I post? And I've just stopped overthinking oh, yeah. it and gone. I'll just post whenever I want to post. And if you don't like it, just keep scrolling by. <laughs> oh yeah, I think. I mean, even with with this, I was sharing it so much and posting about it. I thought, God, the people following this page probably look at my post, think, Oh God, we we get it. We're over it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing is, like, if you don't go on social media all the time. Time. you're not going to see every single post that every person puts up right oh yeah yeah and so and I think I don't know I just feel like we don't people don't see your posts as much as you're probably paranoid that they are I don't know yeah I yeah you, you're, you're right fingers crossed <laughs> yeah fingers crossed <laughs> now being a picture book author is really interesting because you've got your layer of story of the writing and then you've got another layer that comes over of the illustration which can in fact, tell a whole new story or a parallel story or really add to your story. So what was your experience when, you know, you had a look at the illustrations and, and, and got those back? Yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised when I got the illustrations back because they were beautiful. Um, and again, the illustrator that I worked with, Yanni, um, who's from Singapore, um, she um, created the illustrations when I'd first self-published it and so I provided her with some um, you know kind of some reference photos and she did such a fantastic job uh, I mean that's all I did was I gave her the manuscript and some photos to refer to and she did all the work and she um, she sent it back to me there were a few things that I asked to be tweaked like um, the characters Lupe's um, skin color and her facial features um, but other than that, I think she nailed it. Yeah, I think she do it. I think it's beautiful. Particularly, there's this um, page where Lupe says, "I love to laugh," and this beautiful moment with the mother and daughter, and it's just yeah. the most gorgeous picture. So I love. Yeah, that page. I love that. <laughs> it's yeah, lovely. Me too. And then, and then once um, Hachette, um, once Hachette's team um jumped on board they um you know they redid the whole book cover they added some more warmth to the pictures as well mm -hmm. um so yeah I think they've all done such a fantastic job with the illustrations yeah they're beautiful and the feel of the pages too it's really special yeah <laughs> yeah it gives it that extra bit of special I think it's a beautiful book it does it does <laughs> So what's next? New writer, but, you know, you've taken off with a debut published by Hachette. What's next? What's in the pipeline? I know. Um, you know, I've got a few more manuscripts um, saved on my computer, um, some unfinished, some in their, you know, kind of first draft. Um, but I would love to write more picture books for children. Um, I'd love to, yeah, just write more and, and work on my craft and, and share stories with the world, especially here in Australia. Mm. And with your um, career as an early childhood educator, do you test your yeah. work out on them? Oh, I haven't, but that's actually, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> if they're, if they're not enjoying idea. it, you can change it. If they are, you can really lean into yeah. that. <laughs> I, I yeah I should really do that. <laughs> you've got them. You've got them at your disposal there. <laughs> I know. Why not? 
<laughs> and I, this is a question which is really interesting. And I always ask everyone who comes onto the podcast, why why do you write? Mm. Um, yeah, that's such a good question. Why do I write? I guess for me, I I first started writing, especially with my my essays. I guess I started writing to counteract negative stereotypes about my community. Um, you know, there's been so much misrepresentation of Pacific Islanders in the media um, here in Australia for such a long time and um, having other people tell our stories. So I guess for me, writing is just a way of, of um, centering our own voices and sharing and sharing my story as a Tongan Australian. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's probably the first and main, main, main reason, sorry, why I started writing and why I want to continue to share stories. Yeah, and I think that's so important, sharing our own experiences and, you know, I think I think reading's that really special thing where you can then put yourself into other people's, you know, shoes and that's why I guess reading, they say, increases empathy for others because it's kind of the only way you get to do that is really experience another perspective. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, I mean, reading and writing is so powerful. Mm. Like you said, it's it, it influences the way others see us but also how we see ourselves so yeah absolutely well I love your debut book I think it's beautiful it's a gorgeous message and not only that I love the feel of beautiful books so it's it's a win all around really (laughs) thank you so much Danny and I just think it's so special too that you know you've gone on this journey and um you know I know sweatshop in Western Sydney do some fantastic things and this is just evidence of that so congratulations on this beautiful book and I look forward to um the stories you share in the future thank you Danny and thank you so so much for having me on your podcast